Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Well, mothers to be are not the only people who are at increased risk of suffering from depression, according to new research from Auckland University's Centre for Longitudinal Research. Researchers crunched the numbers for the first time in more than 3,500 New Zealand men during the third trimester of their, or trimester, I beg your pardon, of their partner's pregnancy, and again nine months after the child's birth. And they found that around 1 in 25 men reported postnatal depression, while 1 in 50 showed symptoms of antenatal depression. Study director Dr Susan Morton says pre- and postnatal depression is commonly associated with women, which means that dads have tended to occupy a medical blind spot. Susan, good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Why is the study so important? Simply that, that we need to know and need to be able to help, I guess. So I think it's incredibly important because this is the first opportunity in New Zealand we've had to look at the antenatal and postnatal characteristics of mental well-being for our fathers. Um, and this is a key time in the life of shaping the children's well-being. We know that uh, the environment that exists for children from pregnancy through their first thousand days in particular is so important in terms of setting them up for well-being later in life. So as well as focusing on mothers, which we've done quite well, um, over the past few decades. It's really critical that we also think about the influence of fathers who are equally, you could say, important in that child's life in that very first two years of life and beyond. Tell me about what you found from doing the research and what you made of the, the numbers, uh, the prevalence that you saw there. Sure. So I think the great advantage of this is that we, we actually enrolled fathers in this growing up in New Zealand study in pregnancy. So we were actually able to ask them during their partner's pregnancy um, how they were doing in terms of their mental well-being and to look for signs of depression in them at that point. And at that point, we calculated that around about 1 in 50, 2.3% of the dads in the study were demonstrating significant depressive symptoms. Um, and that's certainly lower than for the mums in the study that we've also looked at in separate uh, studies lately. But I think it's still nevertheless important because if we think about the number of births that are occurring in New Zealand, we're still talking about over a thousand children who are being exposed to that antenatal environment. But perhaps slightly more worrying was what we found when we looked in the postnatal period and went back to mostly those same partners and asked them how they were feeling when their children were nine months of age. And we really almost saw a doubling of the rate of depressive symptoms in the dads at that time point, a rate that actually suggests this is much higher than we would expect in a baseline uh, New Zealand population generally. So this suggests that, that our dads, you know, somewhat affecting perhaps two and a half or three thousand of our children who are born every year are actually not in the best possible mental condition to be doing the things they want to do with their children to look after them well. 
What was it, how deep were you able to go on how the symptoms impacted and, and what the effect was on relationships and, and their well-being? Was there like qualitative elements to this? Were you able to follow up? Or? So mostly because we're talking about around 7,000 families here, this is a quantitative study. But nevertheless, it is a study that allows us to spend quite a bit of time with the families and ask some very in-depth questions about their, not only their health and well-being, but many other characteristics of their lives. And importantly, also because we've sort of got a triad here or sometimes a diet of mum, dad and the child who's in the study, we can look not only on their well-being, but also look at the impact that's potentially having on their child. So at the moment, we we have been able to look at the impact on the children. And we certainly can see that where mums and dads are not doing as well, either physically or mentally, in terms of their well-being, we do see that their children are also reported as having slightly less um, poorer health, I guess, than than we see in other children. So that's a slight worry. I think the the issue we have, because this is a longitudinal study, is we can obviously track the impact of this over time and see what happens for the children themselves. I'm interested in how it's defined uh, for any parent in some ways, antenatal and postnatal depression, because there's a sense of a almost a clinical diagnosis element as opposed to the upheaval and the stresses and the emotions that everyone is feeling. And, and when you're looking at the dads, how would you describe what you would actually call uh, anti- or postnatal depression? Absolutely. So we use some validated tools that are well known in the in the field to actually determine a cutoff score using a set of questions to determine which mums and or dads are most likely to be suffering from real depressive symptoms rather than, as you say, the stresses of pregnancy and the stresses of postnatal life that we would expect to see. We see some of those in these people as well and those that demonstrate those stresses which we might consider a bit more normal are more likely to also demonstrate depressive symptoms. Um, so this is this is beyond what is actually normal. This is at the level that we would recognise in some of the campaigns we see in men that says it, it is not okay to, to live with symptoms that are actually impacting on your ability to live your own life as well as your ability to parent or have a relationship with the mother of a child and that this has actually gone beyond what is normal to something that actually needs detection and in many cases needs a health professional to be working with these parents to actually see what support we can give them in order to actually help them to be as well as they can be. It's interesting because I'm wondering because there has been such a presumption and the numbers suggest also that this is much greater prevalence among women does that make it harder in some ways to identify uh, for men and you know are you suggesting there is some kind of not full screening but some kind of perhaps a a GP or perhaps the the Plunkett nurse uh, might have some questions that ought to become routine? So I think we've done this in the case of mums. We're getting better at routine screening for um, depressive symptoms for mothers, both in late pregnancy and in the postnatal period, although potentially given some of the earlier research we've done, we could be doing more for mums too. But I think what this study is exposing is that we really have had this blind spot, as you you said, in terms of the fathers, that, that fathers are actually important in this period too, and the rate of depressive symptoms that we're seeing in the men in the antenatal period, but perhaps 
perhaps more worryingly in the postnatal period, suggests that we do need to think about ways we can actually reach the dads. And when you think about the way that pregnancy care is delivered in New Zealand, it really does focus on mum and baby, as potentially it primarily should. But I think we should be looking for opportunities to also engage the dads or the partners in that antenatal period, as well as then postnatally, as you say, with Plunkett or other carers, to actually ask about the partner's well-being, the family health, recognising that actually it, it is more than just mum's health that is likely to impact on the child. There were also some um, different groups even within the overall cohort who were particularly vulnerable, and interestingly, they, people seem to be um, vulnerable at different times. Yes, that's quite right, and, and I think interestingly we're seeing some different factors that are shaping the depressive symptoms or the likelihood of depressive symptoms in the dads compared to the mums. So in the mums we see some of the unplanned pregnancy, some of the stress of pregnancy that, that we might think would be associated with depressive symptoms, but when we look at the dads we see some of the similar things. We see a history of depression obviously is likely to increase the chance that in this perinatal period dads will experience depressive symptoms as well. But I think one of the things that we see most strongly with this increase in the postnatal period for dads in the likelihood of depressive symptoms is that things like social factors and family support and nature of the relationship with their partner but also the family situation has been the strongest predictor of whether dads are likely to be exhibiting depressive symptoms at that point. And particularly dads who are more estranged from their partners postnatally, we see that they are, have the highest likelihood of developing depressive symptoms and they are still in contact with their children. So this is, this is where the issue becomes really, really important in terms of how do we identify people who are in this situation? How do we find them early enough so that we can help them, help them with their relationships, but importantly, help them to give an environment to their children that is likely to give them the best start in life? Thank you, really appreciate it. That is uh, Dr Susan Morton, director of this study, uh, which has found uh, that uh, men are also affected by uh, postnatal depression uh, and indeed uh, by antenatal depression in some cases as well. They've done this using longitudinal research. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.